0: Hi, it's Vic from Toy Cannon Canon. We're still very early in this process of creating a podcast, and we're very excited, but naturally we're kind of throwing shit to the wall and seeing what sticks. This latest thing that we're going to try is releasing each canonization separately on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Then on Friday, release a long, largely uncut pod with all three of them included. So you have your choice of whether you want to listen to shortened versions or one whole thing. The Friday episodes will obviously be a little longer than they have been thus far, and naturally the midweek ones uh, much shorter. Plus, typically on Mondays from now on, we'll introduce our canon dates. That's our kitschy little word for uh, the people that we nominate for the canon. Uh, So we'll introduce our canon dates for the week on Monday and maybe even play some games or really do whatever we feel like. If you have suggestions or questions, or just want to reach out, please do so at toyccanon at gmail.com. That's T-O-Y-C-C-A-N-O-N at gmail.com. Thanks, and here's part one of episode six.
1: Music.
2: goes deep into center field, way, way back goes Matty Alou, and that ball is in Astro Orbit. And the little dynamo, the Toy Cannon, now has 76 runs batted of the year. What a shot.
0: Hey there, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the Toy Cannon Cannon. I'm Vic Ragupathi. I'm Jacob Wessels.
2: Do I get to introduce myself? Yeah. Oh my gosh, wow. I'm
0: Jimmy Arvan. Both of our loyal listeners have heard your voice before. So. I guess I'm back again,
2: right? Yeah. He so. wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> <just> scared <laughs> off
1: by his first appearance.
2: Yes. So.
0: Not much of a gamer at all. How about you guys? Did you guys play many video games growing
2: up?
1: Like, I played a lot of sports games, but I didn't really play things that weren't sports games.
2: Played them, but like, they were all sports games. I would say the exact same thing for me. (laughs)
0: But for all of us, the Backyard series of games was absolutely fantastic. The main Backyard game that everyone loves to talk about is, of course, Backyard Baseball. And I'm not going to front. Backyard baseball is a fantastic game. It is, one, it is legitimately one of the best baseball video games ever. It consistently gets put in that conversation, and it deserves to be in that conversation. But in all this time that we spend glorifying backyard baseball and giving it the, pra- the heaps of praise that it deserves, we forget the hidden gem of the backyard sports franchise, and that is backyard soccer. Backyard soccer was the second game released uh, in the backyard sports franchise. Baseball was the first. And then just about a year later, soccer came out. I played it all the time as a kid and, and I always remembered and I always thought about, and I always liked to mention how good of a game it was, but I really got reintroduced to it a few months ago when My girlfriend, who has a PC, I have a Mac, but she's got like a Dell, actually had the game on a thumb drive and she would bring her computer over and then I could play on her computer because for some reason it doesn't work on a Mac because Apple sucks. And I got back into the game and it was fantastic. This game was way better, way more intricate, was given much more attention by its developers than it ever needed to be. Considering the clientele, I think you could say that about most any backyard game, but this one especially, I think, just had so much detail put into it. What did you guys like about the backyard sports games? I know you guys both mostly played baseball, right?
1: I mean, yeah, I mostly played backyard baseball. To me, it was just, and so I also mostly played backyard baseball in the Wii, which is an important caveat to this.
2: I didn't even know it was on the Um, Wii. I say, I didn't know they made it for the Wii. They released a
1: backyard baseball game on the the Wii. It was like backyard baseball 08 or 09 or something. And it was fantastically fun. And it was all of the players that I had grown up with playing with a bunch of these kids. And it felt personal, but it it was fun. And it was realistic and cartoonish at the same time. It's like the perfect mix of everything you want out of a sports video game, honestly. Especially one that you're just going to sit down as an eight-year-old and play for 30 minutes
0: before dinner or something. The one thing I really like and that I kind of forgot until I picked it up and played it again is that it's just point and click. You literally are just using the mouse and the cursor and you're just clicking in certain spots, at least in soccer. You're just clicking in certain parts of the screen where you want the ball to go. It's so insanely easy, even though it's a very low barrier of entry. That doesn't make it any less fun.
2: That's what I was going to say is that I remember... The game, like, and I'm not saying maybe I just wasn't that good at it, but I remember the computer being very fair and balanced. Like, I, I didn't win every game, even after playing it a lot. Like, I would, I would like, get through, like, I would, I would, like, get through, like, the seasons and the championships and stuff, but it didn't get to the point where it was boring because it was too easy. Even though the controls were simple, like, it still was entertaining, and I still had to, like, try it to beat the computer yeah definitely it was definitely a case
0: for me as like an eight-year-old but i absolutely destroyed when i played just recently like i went 14 oh i'm sure yeah 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 and i i like scored five goals a game and i let up maybe two all year and one of them was a pk the barcelona
1: of the backyard
0: (laughs) what players did you guys like playing with I just looked at my yeah. at my roster. I'll tell you my with my roster. So, so that was
1: one of my my main questions for you is is like how similar is the like the roster mechanics? Are the same people who are good in baseball good in soccer?
0: So let's see. I you played much more baseball than I did. Actually, I'm pretty sure that like, my baseball disc stopped working after a little while, and the one that was both good and consistently working throughout my childhood was soccer. So that's why I played it more. I'm a much bigger baseball fan than I am a soccer fan, but baseball just stopped working after a little while. We never replaced it. So yeah. Tell me who was good, who is especially good at baseball. Obviously everyone knows that Pablo was the GOAT when it came to baseball. But who
1: else was good? But how how is Pablo in soccer? Is like my main question. Is he still the goat or
0: is he just an average soccer player? He's above average. You know, but he's 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 pretty good. Pablo's Pablo's pretty good. He's fast and he's he's good uh with controlling. He's definitely he's a desirable player. He's not like OP. I don't know uh, if he's OP in baseball, but he's he's just a good solid player that you want on your team.
2: According I'm, to I'm the according sure According to the wiki, the like the ratings of players are measured on kicking, control, defense and running. Yeah. And they're rated on a scale of soccer balls, four soccer balls being the best.
0: Yeah. And so Pablo is on my team. I'll, I'll go through my roster in a second after you guys talk about what players you remember being good in baseball. Because I meticulously went through everybody and I chose really who I thought were the best players, whether they were names or not. But yes, Pablo Sanchez was on my soccer team.
2: Keisha Phillips was who I always had to hit home runs. She was oh, always yeah. the, the power Absolute hitter. Bomber. Yeah. Dante Robinson, I always picked. Uh, he was always really good. Pete Wheeler, because just because like any hit he got could be a triple, at least, because he was so <laughs> exactly. much faster than everyone else.
0: He has great pace. I used him a lot. I remember I used him a lot as a kid. My roster that I just made didn't exactly look like the roster I had a lot as a kid. When I was a kid, um, I I used Pete Wheeler a lot. I did use Keisha a lot as like a center back. She's like she's kind of like Virgil Van Dyke sometimes. And I used Dmitri Petrovich just because. I love Dmitri Petrovich. How he could you always,
2: not have him on your team? He
1: would always catch for me. He was my catcher in like every game. I don't know. I was growing up in an era where I was like ah, the catcher is a bad hitter, and he hits eight, because it was Carlos Ruiz, and so Dmitry Petrovich was my Carlos Ruiz.
0: Here's who I ended up choosing, so you choose eight players, six of them start, I played a 2-2-1, two, two, right, is it two in the front, two in the middle, one in the back, and then a goalie. Here's the real goat of backyard soccer, and here's the beauty of it, the best player in backyard soccer, I always thought growing up, and I was confirmed recently is kenny kawaguchi mm. interesting kenny kawaguchi is fantastic and i love it because he's the kid in the wheelchair he doesn't have usable legs <laughs> he's, he's, he's amazing. fantastic too. you know he's just solid he, he's not a four in anything he's a couple of threes a couple of twos he just does everything well and his I sister he, has two fours of, too yeah i think he, he gets shortchanged a little bit in his ratings I think his control is a little better than a two. I think he could legitimately be like threes across the board. But so I had Kenny Calguchi and Pablo Sanchez, my other forward. So he's, he's really good. Maybe not like the goat, like he is in baseball, but he's fantastic. He's someone you want on your team. Now my midfielders are Ricky Johnson just tears down the field. He's so fast. He does the thing that kids do when they're playing soccer, where like they can't really control it, so they kick the ball forward like five yards,
2: chase after
0: (laughs) after it. He does that, but no one can catch up to it. Yeah, he's Um, not—he's not quite the baseball player. He's—he's pretty bad
1: at baseball from what I remember.
0: But yeah, he's—he's got a one in in defense. So I, but I, I have him as a midfielder. He's kind of my attacking mid, and then my other midfielder is lisa crockett
2: i was hoping you would say that name because she has got lisa threes crockett, across the board
0: I, I was so surprised by this lisa crockett has a three in every category that's How do remarkable you not want that in your midfield yeah she's just the complete player that's so open like no one would ever suspect that especially out of Lisa Crockett, of all people. I know! Like, complete, like, not even a player that I remembered being in the game when I <laughs> rediscovered this. And she's a three in everything. And she's fantastic. She's the reason why I only need one player on defense, and that one player is Dante Robinson.
2: Who's got and, a four. I was hoping you'd say him, too.
0: Yeah, he's got a four on defense, and he's got a three on running, but he could honestly have a four. Like, he's great. Like, the only thing is, like, he doesn't exactly have a boot, but he doesn't really need one. And then my goalkeeper is Billie Jean Blackwood.
2: So mm. She's
0: tall. but She's uh, super tall. Rangy. She's super tall, and she's got uh, three in defense. She can kick really well. She can control the ball well. And she's tall, like you said. So, she's really good. I let appearances fool me. Because she did not get selected as my starting goalkeeper at at the beginning. So she and Ricky were both on my bench when I started out. Or she might have been on defense when I started out. But Ricky was on the bench. And then I discovered that he's an absolute monster. He just tears down the field and can score like two goals a game. So he's fantastic. But originally, I had Stephanie Morgan as Mm. my goalkeeper who's ah. got, like, a one in kicking and control, but a four in defense. But she fooled me because she's dressed up like a goalie. So I'm <laughs> like, obviously, she's the best goalie in the game. She I need her in defense. Goal. She's the one that wants to play goalie. But she's kind of a mediocre keeper. And she can she kick like, the ball more control. She can spill everything in front of her. Give she, it up costly rebounds. <laughs> exactly. we are getting too many second-chance opportunities. I was only letting up, like, a few goals through the season, but sometimes that would be costly. Sometimes I would win games like
1: 2-1. I will say I'm glad Billie Jean Blackwood has found another passion in soccer because in my, by my estimate, she is the worst baseball player. Like, her <laughs> ratings are not maybe the worst, but she just always sucked. Like, she was never good. She never had anything redeeming about her on the baseball field. So if you could put her in net and she's happy in net – I'm glad that she's, she's you know, on to greener pastures. and She can stay the hell away from baseball
0: fields. Damn. Tell us what you really think.
1: Well, you know, that's the good thing about these fake players. You can be really mean and they're not going to come back and get you. Oh, well, they are children, so it
0: feels <laughs> – it does feel a bit wrong. When you, like, select them or something, when, like, you're drafting your team, some of them are, like, kind of spiteful. Like, you know, like, you pick them or, like, you look at their card – and then you don't select them. And then they say, you'll be sorry. Thank
2: you. You'll some
0: regret this. Like, and then some of them are like, that's okay. I hope you have fun. And then my last one was Sally Dobbs. And she's kind of like Lisa Crockett, where she's a three in everything, except for Control, where she's a two. And so she's like another, like, she's like a backup defender. Stephanie's kind of a backup defender, backup keeper. And then, I mean, I've got like four people on the field that can play well at attack. So my starters are Kenny, Pablo, Ricky, Lisa, Dante in the back, and Billy Jean Blackwood in goal. That's the kind of team that can take you anywhere you need to go. And We'll talk about where you go in this game because you go places in this game that you would never even dream of in the backyards of backyard baseball.
1: So so one other question I have about the players, though, is in Backyard Baseball, most of the most popular player selections are actual MLB players. Is and that not the case in Backyard Soccer?
0: So Backyard Baseball and Backyard Soccer both have original versions, and they have pro player versions that came out a couple of years later. Now, I never had the original Backyard Baseball. I had the Backyard Baseball with pro players, and I think pretty much everybody did. Yeah. Because everybody loves talking about like little kid Ken Griffey Jr. or like little kid, I don't know, Randy Johnson. Was Randy Johnson? All those things. But the thing I really loved about playing this game, and there is an MLS version that's got like young Mia Ham and stuff like that. But the thing I loved about this was having to actually create a good roster and not being able to let MLB players just carry the load for you. Because I think really you could pick a couple MLB players from what I remember of playing backyard baseball, and they could pretty much like just lead the way. Like I could have Barry Larkin and Ken Griffey Jr. And they would just take me where I needed to go.
1: Yeah, there's certainly an extra element of roster management because it was very easy to load up on the major league players and just have a destructive team. You had to usually balance or cap them. Like I remember when I would play head to head against people, I'd be like, yeah, you can have three major leaguers and the rest have to be kids. Right. So then it was like another resource game of like, how do you best use your three major leaguers?
0: What would you guys like to name your teams and what colors would you guys like to pick?
1: I'm very boring. I would always just relocate like actual MLB teams. So I would take like their real logo and their real name and then just put them in like a random city.
0: Oh, that's that's a thing that you could do in baseball.
1: Well, in backyard baseball, the all they have the MLB license. So all of the major
0: league logos and names are available to you. So you can choose between blue, red, crazy, white, green. I don't know why they put crazy in the middle of all five of the colors. Little, mighty, super duper, humongous, and junior. Those are all your place names. I'm sure you guys are up on your geography. And your team names could be the bombers, the rockets, the hornets, the boots, the giants, the wombats, the melon heads, the all-stars, the monsters, and the fishes. I probably used wombats most, but then I also definitely used melon heads a little bit. I used all stars a little bit, and I used bombers a little bit. And so in revisiting it, I wanted to use a name that I never really used, although when I was reanalyzing it today, I was like, why didn't I use melon heads? I should have used melon heads.
2: That's such a great name.
0: That's a great name. That and wombats are fantastic. And so I used fishes. He was the Super Duper Fishes. Super Duper was really only the only like place name that caught my eye. My colors were primary red and then blue. Who thought of that?
1: Who was just sitting around like, you know, after the All-Stars, we should have the Melonheads and Wombats. But here's the
0: thing. You'll get absolutely shafted because there are so many great non-playable names. The structure of backyard soccer is you start off in like the B division. You start off in the B flight with all the other backyard teams, the humongous melon heads or the green giants or the super duper all-stars. And then if you finish top two in that, then you move up a flight. And by the way, there's in every season, there's a mid-season indoor tournament also. So you play those indoor teams. But so if you finish top two in, in your B division, you move up to the A division, and then you play the A division teams. And like you're playing like middle school fields now, like the fields are getting a little bit better. The Team names are now like non-playable. Like you play like the Atomic Oysters, the Minty Pickles, or the Scrambling Egg Headers. If you finish top two in the A division, it doesn't stop there. You get promoted to the Premier Division. And now you're playing at, like, college fields. You're not playing in the backyards anymore. You're in the Premier Division, playing against the Salty Sea Cows, the Wooly mammoths, Sneaky Cheetahs. And then it doesn't end there. If you finish top two in the Premier Division, you get to compete for the astonishingly shiny Cup of All Cups. And those teams that you play there are actually international teams. There are 21 different countries that you can play in the astonishingly shiny Cup of All Cups. And it has group stages. And then maybe even 16 teams from those groups advance to the knockout stages. And then you play them. And if you go all the way, and you advance to the astonishingly shiny Cup ball Cup final, and you win that, and you hoist the cup, the players do a whole lap. They're not controlled by you anymore. They break free, and they do a lap around the field while fireworks go off, and there's applause and cheers, and you're playing on the world stage here. Do you want to hear some of the best international names? I would love to. So, from Japan, you've got the origami tsunamis. They don't even use an adjective for that one. From Ireland, you've got the Pato goals.
2: <laughs>
0: Peru, you've got the red hot llamas. I always like that.
2: That one's great.
0: Argentina's got the goal scoring gauchos. <laughs> and then whoever came up with the melon heads and the wombats when it came to the playable names really must have like. Been able to go wild here. I imagine they assigned all of these or some of these to that guy, and he really outdid himself when he busted out for Colombia. The dancing papagayos. You guys know what a papagayo is? No. no. It's like a bird. It's like a macaw or like a parrot. Like a, but like they're like dancing. A bird. But he didn't want to go macaw or parrot. No, it went papagayo.
2: They, they said to some poor intern, I need a 10-page cultural analysis of Colombia. And then he was like, great, we'll go with the papagayos. And some intern had done like a week's worth of work <laughs> just to come up with the name for Colombia. <laughs> and the best one, the best one, The one
0: that takes the cake. The one that makes this entire game worth making. This game could have been as shitty as they wanted to make it, even if they just included this little detail. The Russian national team in this game, their nickname is the Bees. They are called the KGBs. Bees. (laughs) The KGBs, the KGBs. Oh, it's just,
2: I can't get enough of it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's crazy. I can't believe it. Oh my
0: God. This game was just so much, just got so much more detail than it ever needed to have. It could have just been like backyard baseball where you play a season and then you play the playoff, but it's got three different flights of competition where the competition actually does get markedly stiffer and you play on better and better fields against cleverer and cleverer named teams, and you've got a mid-season invitational tournament that you have to earn the right to go to, and they've got a full-blown international Champions League tournament, and that competition is really stiff. Like, it is legitimately hard. Like, you'll have entire halves where you don't score at all. Like, you really can't let up any goals.
1: And that's why you've got Billie Jean Blackwood between the pipes.
0: Also, I just realized that if you click on the wikis for all of these, like, international teams, they've got the players. Like, they name the players. Like, the Dancing Papagayos have Paula de Aspria in goal. (laughs) And, like, if you go to, like, the KGBs... They've got like their names that you can read in English, like Yuri Zubko or Igor Zlotnik, and they have their names written in Cyrillic. In Washington. Cyrillic, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's God. insane. It went way, way more detail than they ever needed to, and I could not thank them enough. Can you imagine a kid's a game for an eight-year-old going to all that detail of? what actual what actually happens in the soccer world getting prom- if you if you go through a season in the a division or the premier division where you don't do well and you finish in the bottom two you're going to get relegated
2: can i ask you one more thing that you haven't touched on yet yeah talk about the announcers
0: oh you've got sunny day and <laughs> the announcer from across the pond in england earl gray <laughs> i knew
2: it would be something good i knew it would be
1: something good he's no Vinny the gooch Is that's that who i remembered baseball? from baseball really
2: yeah he yeah, really was like this, where it
1: comes from he's he got was, like giant glasses and like this huge ring on his finger and like
2: he's got like he's a heavy accent too like he i have Italian no idea accent? where they came up with the character
0: Oh, backyard soccer is such a great game. And I I love the heaps of praise that backyard baseball gets. But we, you know, all of us need to band together and make sure that backyard soccer gets just as much publicity as backyard baseball. All in all, humongous entertainment has been humongously entertaining throughout many kids' childhoods. And backyard soccer needs to get its due. Thank you